Hey there, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Series Spills. I'm your host, Caitlin, and this is our first deep dive episode where we choose one author a month and reach out to them and see if they would like to be a guest on the show, and we use this opportunity to interview them about the books they've written, their favorite characters, and, and their life in general, and just try to find out a little more about them and what inspires them to write the books that they write. Um, today's episode is really special for me because it is with Lola King. Um, If y'all are not familiar with Lola King, Lola is a dark, steamy romance author who gives tons of happy ever afters to anti-heroes. She writes about flawed and deeply broken characters and the women who bring them to their knees. Um, Her books are sometimes cute, sometimes angsty, but always sexy. Um, Lola lives in London and if she isn't writing, she is keeping her mind busy by playing or making music, um, which I think is super cool. And I think that a diverse author is always fun. Um, I first discovered Lola through um, her trilogy, Stoneview Stories. Um, those books are actually uh, giving up, giving in, and giving away. I'm probably saying those in the wrong order, but that is the trilogy of Stoneview Stories. Um, I got to read those as an arc, and it was the trilogy all in one book, so I got a big boy for my first ever arc read. And so she was my first ever arc author, and I'm so thankful for that, and I'm thankful that I got to discover her, because otherwise I wouldn't have known who she is and how awesome her work is, and how in-depth her world-building is for her stories. She simply is just one of the best people that I've had the opportunity to talk to, and I am truly convinced that if we did not live in separate countries, we would probably be best friends, but we do live in separate countries, so unfortunately we probably can't be like legitimate best friends, Um, but who says you can't have a best friend in a different country? Um, I think that she's just really awesome, and I'm so excited for you guys to hear this episode. I'm so excited that she was our first deep dive guest, and, um, I'm just, you know, I'm so thankful that this episode was even a possibility, uh, especially with the time difference between me and her. Being able to even record this was so fun. And she was just so nice. And I'm so excited for you guys to hear her talk about her books and her characters. Um, And she'll also give like a little sneak peek into what's next for Lola and her writing. And she, you know, she's just so fun. 
And so without further ado, we're going to get into this interview. Um, this is just a, just a heads up. This interview was recorded via Zoom. So if the sound is off, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm trying, I tried to edit it my best that I could, but Zoom is a little um, questionable as is. And so it's not the most ideal for recording, but it worked just fine, I think. I've read, I've listened over the audio before adding it in, and, and so I'm just really excited for you guys to listen here. And so, yeah, I hope you guys enjoy this episode, and I can't wait to hear what you guys think about Lola and her work. No, it's just... I have your, or I did have your author bio. I don't know what I actually did with it because I don't have my life together today, apparently. Um, That's okay. Um, let me see. If it's I can. online. People can find it. Yeah, true. I mean, <laughs> just a little bit of research, you know. Um, so what got you into do- writing dark romance? I feel like I should have read everything that you were going to ask because now I feel like I'm being tested. <laughs> Every time someone asks me a question, I feel like I'm being tested. Um, <laughs> what got me into writing dark romance? I was reading a fair bit of it. Um, I always read like a bit of everything, but I started getting a lot into romance and dark romance. I don't think I read, I would read anything as dark as what I write, but I just sort of was reading and I was already writing since a very, very young age, since, you know, like the like 12 year olds fan fiction type of things. Yeah. And so I just, I was writing something else because I used to work in film and TV, um, but I wasn't in the on the creative side. I was a production coordinator. And then I was writing this series for TV that I was just keeping to myself. And at the same time, I was reading a lot of dark romance and then, my brother was like, you should, you know, because he was like, are you going to do anything with this TV series? And I said, oh, yeah, sure. I'll show it to my boss one day, which I knew I was never going to do. And then um, he was like, you know, if you're not going to show it to her, just like write a book and publish it. You can self-publish it. My brother always has a lot of ideas, but this one is the only one I ever listened to. And I just sort of mixed that series that was not dark at all. And that was actually fantasy. And then I mixed it with the ideas that I was getting from reading dark romance and all like the twisted things in my mind. And then. Yeah. And it just kind of went from there. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that it's super cool that you have a, a little background in TV. That's just really cool because. You know, I think writing TV shows it would be so fun, actually. But I love TV. Um, yeah, like, I watch me too. <laughs> what's your What's your favorite TV show? My favorite TV show. You know what? I think it's probably The Vampire Diaries because no, you know what? The first one is Brooklyn Nine Nine because I watch it on repeat. I watch every single season, and it's sort of like my go to when I don't know what to watch. And then it was The Vampire Diaries, which I haven't even, I never finished and I haven't watched in years, but it's just remembering the things it made me feel when I was a teen. Yeah. And I was just like, oh. Yeah. No, I, look, I did not, I'm going to be honest, I did not watch Vampire Diaries when it came out. I didn't. I was one of those people that I was like, I tried to watch it, but I was like, I can't get into this. It's just not working for me. 
But and you know, then, I didn't even watch it until probably two years after it came out, the first season came out or something. Did, did you eventually get into it? I did. Um, yeah. I did not watch <laughs> until after it was already off TV. That's how late I watched Right. It. Yeah. So, but once I got into it, I was like, this, this is a top-notch TV show. I was like, I yeah. get it now. That's the same. I, I did the same thing with Grey's Anatomy, too. I, 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 I didn't watch it Grey's when it was Anatomy. on TV. Which I, I can't say I didn't watch it when it was on TV because it's still on TV. Um, yeah, that's the thing. It's one of the shows that I'm like, well, I didn't start it when I should have. And now it's too late. There are too many seasons. I yeah. will never catch up. No, and, and and there's just, it's just too much. There's too much going on. It's not worth, I stopped watching it because it was just getting to be too much mm. for me. Um, mm. But I do enjoy Brooklyn Nine-Nine as well. It's, a, it's funny. Um, it's so funny. It's so like stress-free and heartwarming and everything you need when you don't know what to watch but you want to be happy (laughs) that is me with new girl that new girl is my yeah Yeah, I do love new girl I probably that's the only tv show that I watch religiously and Mm -hmm. so I I will watch all the seasons and then I'll start them over as soon as I finish um Mm, to the point that my boyfriend is now like He's got, I've watched it so many times since we've been together that now he likes it and he watches it too. Yeah. He's like, this show is actually funny. And I'm like, I told yeah. you, you just have to watch it like yeah. seven times, but then, you know, every time I watch it, it gets better. Um, isn't that, that's just, it's just so fun. Um, but yeah. so tell me this, um, when you were creating the characters for Stoneview stories, what, mm-hmm. What was your inspiration behind that? Like behind Jake and Rose and Jamie and, you know, they're, all, they're just so, they're so perfect. They're the perfect characters. I'm like obsessed with them. Oh, so thank you. I'm very On interested to know what inspired them. Um, It's weird because I think there will forever be my like my deepest characters because those guys were in my fictions when I was a, a teenager like they obviously have changed so much since but you know I invented this world and I started writing about it and I started inventing them when I was 12 really like when I was 12 so it's it's with time it's sort of weird to say that but they've always been in my head so as I lived I just sort of like added to their personalities and who they really are and and everything and it just it's just everything it added up since I was a teenager so wait 12 isn't even teen years <laughs> it matters so, well, even more than that <laughs> um but you know what I mean so it just it's just literally everything like all my experiences all my middle school and high school years and and then my uni years and all the people I met, everything is just was sort of feeding their personalities very differently, each of them. So there will always be the deepest characters because they were in my head for years. Yeah. You know, all these new guys that I have, they've been in my head since probably starts since I started writing because everyone's sort of been in my head since I started writing, giving in. So for a couple of years now, they've been sort of like mm, existing 
but not for I don't know I don't I'm really bad at math but I'm 28 now so since 12 so <laughs> they've so been existing a long for time. a long time yeah that's that's that they're the reason I think like I personally think that they I really 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 know who they are and they their personalities didn't change as I wrote the books whereas the book I'm writing now and Heartless Beloved and Beautiful Fiend when I wrote them as I wrote them the the characters changed their personalities changed and then I was like yeah. oh actually he's more like this and I would just like go back and and rewrite and but yeah but Jake Jamie Nate Rose Chris and Luke these guys have been here forever yeah and they're all getting a book they're like your babies what? they're my babies they're like my babies my best friends my siblings everything <laughs> they're they're everything in one person like yeah do you ever do you ever like just sit when you're like by yourself or something do you ever just sit and you're like I wish they were here like they're in your head but I wish they were here right now sitting next to me they're always here they're not here here but they're always here like at the back of my mind when I do something I this podcast is gonna everyone's gonna be like okay well so she's weird they're at the back of my mind I do something and I feel and I think I'm like well what are they doing while I do this what's their like, even when I weird. write a new book about someone else I'm like what are they up to while these guys are doing this and yeah. so there's well, always especially yeah. since all of your books are kind of are, are connected and you know they're all in the same you know storyline and so you could be you yeah. may be writing a separate story but they're still there they're just yeah. you know they're doing their own just thing that. they're living life you know yeah. they're they're uh they're you know killing people and whatnot you know yeah you know fighting in underground rings and crazy stuff <laughs> just as we all as we all do really right right we're just, they're, we're they're just like the our same. alter egos <laughs> yeah i imagine that if i was gonna be a person I would I would I would want to be one of them because they just live the coolest lives you know they just really do they live the coolest life they probably done a lot of things that I wish I could do or they are people that I wish I could be sometimes not murderer and all but mm, I don't know (laughs) you know like you just kind of wish that you could live in the world that they live in with no you know it's like your biggest thing that you've got right now that you're worried about is that this person is going to come for you when you've escaped him like yeah that just seems so cool I don't have a lot like that so and everything and it's sort of like you know everything gets solved whereas we don't get that in real life we when we have a problem we're not sure if this is going to get solved whereas when we read a book we're pretty sure the problem is going to go away at some point. Right. <laughs> or or it's like when you read like um like a fantasy novel and it just goes on forever because there's going to be a million books that come after it. Yeah. And so the problem yeah. never really gets solved because yeah. it can't be solved. <laughs> yeah. That would that would But leave, you get more story. Yeah, yeah, that would leave <laughs> no room for another story if if they solve it. Or kind of yeah. like how like I'm reading um I'm reading uh, Throne of Glass right now, mm-hmm. but I'm only through book one. And so I have no yeah. idea, you know? You've got a, a lot going on. 
I mean, yeah. I've never read them, but I just obviously I hear about them all the time. The, but the, yeah. the it's a lot of story building. I feel yeah. that all all <laughs> all fantasy novels like that, you know, they come with a lot of story building in the first book. Yeah, it's like yeah, they have to. They have yeah, to. they really do. And that's what's so crazy to me is that people come up with this, you know, like somebody came mm. up with this in their head, yeah. and I'm just like, why can't I like like. I'm trying my hand at like I've got two separate books that I'm writing and one of them's mm-hmm. a mystery and one of them's a fantasy but the fantasy mm-hmm. one like I'm just kind of like I don't know how to do this um I'm just coming up with stuff as I go uh because I have no idea yeah. you know um yeah. but some people like Sarah J Mass you know they know they knew they were she knew she was gonna write that probably a million years ago before she ever did I mean I don't know but it can be a mix of both and it can be one or the other you know yeah and you can take your time writing something and just sort of like let it sit and, and build it in your head and take your time and then yeah. put it on the page or, or you it's know not... like like uh I'm pretty sure that the person that wrote Twilight um mm-hmm. I think if I'm not mistaken I read an article where she said that she just had a dream one night and yeah story I think I heard that too and I'm just yeah. like there's how how did you get this yeah. massive franchise dream <laughs> in your head why don't I have dreams like that <laughs> I want to have a dream it, like that <laughs> <laughs> you maybe you do it's just you hey, don't realize that they've got potential I really probably do have dreams like that and you're probably right I realize I probably don't realize they have potential um put them on the page you'll see but I think that I was, when I got the arc for Stoneview, I was so excited because number one, I didn't, I didn't know who you were. So that was fun. That's always fun. Discovering a new author is always fun for me. Yeah. Uh, especially when I fall in love with the book. So when I started Stoneview, I was intimidated um, because because did you, you know, get the big one did yes. you get the omnibus yeah yeah <laughs> it's a big yeah. baby so, so I it took me weeks to read it because I was like yeah I was like this is so intimidating because it just kept it's like huge. It, it was so big and so every time I was reading it I was like I was like I've got to be getting close to the to the next book so by the time I knew it was a trilogy but I, I guess I forgot and so by the time I realized that it actually was a trilogy I was like oh no what have I done <laughs> and but that was the first like that was the first arc that I had ever actually received so oh, wow oh my god you started big <laughs> I know and so some arcs that I've gotten have been so small and I'm just like I'm just like I guess I feel unfulfilled now because I keep signing oh, myself god, yeah. up for arcs like I'm reading five arcs right now, five different ones, yeah. and they're all due at the same time. And I'm like, it's because mm-hmm. I feel fulfilled. I read a trilogy as an arc for the first yeah. time ever, and I was like, I mean, that one was. Have you seen the the paperback? What it looks like? No. Right. Just hold on one second. <laughs> Gonna go get it for you. This oh. is what you read. Oh my gosh, and it's so big. Just in reference, let me just grab another book. This is what giving away looks like. 
gosh. You read three and a half books because it's got uh it's got one last kiss as well, which is a novella, and then it's got yeah. again an extra epilogue that is just in this book and you can't find anywhere else. It's huge. It's huge. It's I don't so know. big. So I don't know how you did it. I, I don't I either. It when I when I was like, oh, should we do an arc from the omnibus to my PR girls? They were just like, yeah, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. And I was like, should we leave people a little more time than usual? <laughs> Which they did. Yeah. It's like, it is I, I'm so glad because if I had been on the kind of deadline I'm on with my other arcs, I would have cried. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's, it's big. <laughs> it, it, it was so intimidating. But then by the time I got to the end, I was like, this was a masterpiece. And so I oh. probably will actually read it again because, because, you know, once I finish my reading goal, because I extended it because I'm dumb, um, I will probably read it again uh, when I have, now that I have time and, you know, I can just read it. <laughs> when you have a lot of time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, I started doing arcs because I wanted to read them, you know, cause I, cause I just like to read and I was like, this is going to be fun. Uh, and yeah. then I was like, you know, it kept getting more serious and I just kept getting them. And so <laughs> I was excited to go back, especially my favorite ones. I plan to go back and read them so I can just read them, you know? And it's not like mm-hmm. a, it's not like a, a proud it's not a priority to read them it's just because I want to yeah um, and I feel like I, I feel like everybody should do that especially if they read that monster of a book <laughs> so <laughs> because I feel like you I feel like everybody that read it should allow themselves the opportunity to read it leisurely just for fun yeah you know yeah not on a deadline or like a like a mm. you know any big thing so riddle me this how shocked were you by the the reception Stoneview has gotten I mean it's weird because obviously this was the omnibus and like the big box set and it was sort of like a rebirth of Stoneview after it came out like two uh two and a two years ago two and a half years ago yeah the the first one given in came out in may 2020 what are we turn to 2021 and it was my first book i had never ever published anything i didn't know anyone i just it was so so weird I, i just created when i was finished i created an instagram started talking to some people sent it to someone I didn't really know just to have an opinion and then met another and then who was a reader and then met an an author who I spoke with and you know I was just like I wrote a book what do I do literally what do (laughs) I do what do I do and she walked me through everything but she was like fairly new. I think she'd published two books by 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 then. It's GN Wright. I don't know. You've probably heard of GN Wright at this point. She just yeah. released a um, hockey romance that uh, people absolutely devoured. I do love and, it. Um, romance. Mm, I've actually never read one. <laughs> hey, you know, if you're gonna read one, start small 
Like, don't dive into, like, pucking around or something like that. Don't start there. Right. Okay, because I'm just not even going to lie to you. I had to DNF it about 75% through because I was like, I can't read this anymore. I just can't do it. But then I gave it a week, and then I picked it back up and finished it. But it often happens when you're not in a mood to read something, and then you just pick it up again, and then you just finish it. Yeah. Well, and it's not even because I wasn't, like, I think that I read it because it got so much hype on book talk. I don't think I actually wanted to read mm. it. I guess I just wanted to see what the hype was about. And um, I think that book is the definition of smut. 100 yeah. <laughs> Um, And that may be why I DNF'd it because eventually I was like, I was like, I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> and I'm so probably going to love it then. <laughs> yeah, it, it was so, it, it's such a good book and I'm glad that I picked it back up and finished it, but there for a minute, I was like, I need to take a break from this. I need to read something else to give my mind. Like, I feel like I'm going to hell. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's usually, usually you're either in a mood for smut or you're not, but then you're back in the mood for smut very soon. So, yeah, I mean, that's it, how I am. I'm always in the room. <laughs> I'm always in the mood for smut. Always. It never fails. It, it never goes I away. I never read. I never read closed doors, but I do like have some levels of sometimes I'm like, oh, I just want like something that really the plot really gets me and everything. And then sometimes I'm like, I just want smut in the first chapter. Like I want it right now. <laughs> right now. Like do not I've got give moods. me a build up. I don't want build up. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't want they meet and you know, they meet again and all this stuff happens and then the smut comes. I don't want that. <laughs> like the first sentence better start with smut. Or I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> That's how so I feel. Honestly, this is, this is often my mood. But yeah. But so, hockey romance. I, romance, I've never read them. I haven't read them yet. I'm sure I'll get into it at some point. But I'm not very good at following trends of reading. So, I'm a big mood reader. And also, sometimes I just don't have the time to read at all. So when I do have the time, I just want to pick something I've been like waiting for so long to read it. And then yeah. it's like, oh, finally, I can like grab this and read it. So, yeah, but Gabby, Jean Wright um, published that hockey romance. And she's the one who helped me publish my first book. And she's the one who like sort of beta read it, given in. And she was like, oh, try to do like a cliffhanger for this. or Because there was already two books written. And she was like, try to do a cliffhanger here or whatever. And then I did, because she's the queen of cliffhangers in her series. And I did that cliffhanger. And then I published Given In, sent out some arcs through, what is it called? I can't remember what it's called. The arc thing where you can just like offer arcs on the website. And then it wasn't this one. It was a free one. Um, It's just, anyway, I forgot. Yeah, but it's, and then some people picked it up who literally still read my book right now. Like, I know who these people are, and I'm just so grateful that they picked up Given In the first time because it was probably like 10 of them. And then it came out, and I remember telling my partner, I was like, I hope one person reads the book. And then suddenly, like, people read it, and then because of that cliffhanger, people ordered Giving Away, and then it just happened again. And just every time there was, another book and then by giving up yeah there was just like more people every time and then by giving up it was my third book 
and I had just literally published them all in that first year. And we had like over 200 pre-orders or something, which was insane for me because yeah, it, it, it was, it, I didn't know what I was doing at all. Yeah. I mean, some authors literally publish one book and then the next book they have like thousands of pre-orders and like, wow. But it wasn't like that for me at all. And it was just like this small build up, And then suddenly, you know, like hundreds of people were reading it and I was just like, oh my God, I can't believe I hope one person was going to read it. (laughs) Because like, because you're just like, you created these stories in your head as a kid. And then, and then your brother was like, you should do this. And then you went with it and one person read it. It just started with one person. And now, you know, it's way bigger than that. It's so strange and great, but it's also like, I have to think about it again sometimes about like the, oh, I hope one person reads it because as writing becomes like your career, you get really, really stressed about release. Like I remember giving in was so exciting. And then, I mean, the release for Heartless Beloved was so stressful. Obviously my pre-orders were canceled. I had to just do a live release. And that means that like, you don't really know exactly when the book is going to come when amazon's going to like publish the book like you submit yeah. it and then you wait for amazon to just sort of like accept it and i was just like when is it going to happen i've got no pre-orders am i going to have any sales like and it just uh, suddenly it's your livelihood so you're just like oh it's so stressful it, it, but, it, it, and so- you know i mean kudos to you for even being able to you know sit through waiting because I don't even I don't have that kind of patience honestly (laughs) so stressful I I could imagine that it would be so stressful um but it then obviously it's fine then you like release the book and you're like the happiest ever no matter what happens you're like fuck I released another book so you know you're just like I'm so happy but it's just that sort of like building of stress the week before release and there's so much to do but every time I'm super stressed like this, literally my partner's like, do you remember when you wanted one person to read your book? <laughs> right. Like, 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 do you remember this? <laughs> and you're yeah. like, yes, I do. I do remember. Ah, yes. Um, then. So it helps. I, I, I do indeed remember. Um, <laughs> and so I think that's really great, though, that, you know, you know, everything starts somewhere. And yeah. And it went from, you know, just your head. It was just a little thing. And now it's a, yeah. a way bigger thing. And that's so cool. I think that's so cool. Um, <laughs> so what are your plans for next year in terms of, I know you said that you're writing a book right now. Um, yeah. So what are your plans for next year in terms of writing and in general? Um, in terms of writing, what I'm writing, what I'm writing right now is for November 30th. So that's going to come out this year. And then the first book next year is going to be the last book in the North Shore story. So we had Beautiful Fiend, Heartless Beloved, um, Delightful Sins is the one I'm writing right now. And then Lawless God will be the last one in the series, which is Nate's book, who obviously is initially from Stoneview. Yeah. So we're sort of like we going do back there and we do love Nate. We don't uh, know why. I didn't but we love, love Nate him. at first, but I grew to love him. Yeah. He's just an uh, He's been through a lot. Uh, and yes. um <laughs> uh we yes, yeah, so I've got that. And then 
I've not announced the other things that are coming out, but you know, I've got literally in order books planned until 2027. So fear not, hey, there are more coming. <laughs> there are more coming. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> for small miracles. So, that is that is fun and super exciting. And I actually was talking with my PR guys and I sent her the list and I was like, this is everything that's coming out by the way. And it just got me even more excited. Um, everyone that you've met is probably getting a book. So they're all there. But next that makes year, me so happy. Hope- <laughs> that makes, it makes me, so me happy. I'm so happy excited. <laughs> because they're all so unique. They deserve their own book. Everybody deserves their own book. <laughs> they deserve. I think so. I don't know what everyone's going to be like. <laughs> like it's, a, it's super exciting. Yeah, it, it, it really is. I, that is. That's so exciting. How fun. <laughs> Especially yeah, Nate. I'm- I love Nate. Yeah, yeah, he he is so crazy, but uh, <laughs> he's probably going to be the craziest one out of this series. And I mean, we've had Caden, so it's going to be pretty bad. <laughs> but yeah, I'm super sad. I kept it. I kept him last because, well, he's. I don't want to spoil, but obviously he's not around. So, you know, he. I I just sort of like wanted to keep him last for that, and then also just take my time to do it justice because I have some girls who have been waiting for Nate since 2021. They've been waiting for Nate's book. Nate, so. Nate <laughs> may be the most exciting one of them all. It's That's why I'm like, I will take my time. I was going to release him this year. And then I was like, let me just, you know, take really my time to write him. Yeah, because I need to do it justice. So I mean, I do all of them justice, but you know, these the other guys from the series weren't weren't in the tr- trilogy, so no one's right. been waiting for them. But oh. this guy, people yeah. have. So yeah, I've got that. This is literally, I've got. I think did I check? I think I've got the list right here. Um, what? How many books do I have planned for next year? One, two, three, four, four, two, six. That's a lot. It depends how fast I write. <laughs> depends on, a minimum of it four. depends on how long you give each person. Like yeah. Nate's getting a good chunk of time. So Nate's getting it. That's why I'm writing him at the end of the year. Usually pe- books that are quite important, I write them at the end of the year and release them the year after. So I can really take my time. But yeah, especially yeah. when the holidays coming up, you'll have plenty of time to. Yeah, just... I just it's the, it's nice to just sort of like knowing I have like a really big break to do it, and then it's going to be a new series, which is in the same world, which is people you've seen, but I think it's going to be three books. Yeah, well, that's what I have written, but <laughs> plans change. Plans change. <laughs> Who knows? You could <laughs> add or take away. Just depends. Yeah, yeah, year goes, <laughs> and it's not even yeah. the new year yet, so exactly. We'll, we'll see. So it depends how the characters behave. If someone pops up in my head while I'm writing, and I'm just like, Whoop, you need a book, you, you, you need a so. book, and you need a book, and yeah. you need a book. <laughs> Everybody gets a book, yeah, it's so. exactly that. <laughs> yeah, well, I think that's super fun. Um. Oh, I'm really looking forward to that Nate book. 
that may be that that will be the the most anticipated thing I look forward to. Like right now, I'm looking forward to Iron Flame, which comes out in November. Oh, um, me too. <laughs> oh, look, okay, I did not know. I did not know that I was even going to like the dang book to begin with. And so when I read it, I was like, I'm not going to like this. It's okay. And then I read it it's... so fast. Me just too. to ju- and then and then to find out that I still have to wait. I'm going to have to go back and reread it before it comes out. I know. I am I am thinking of rereading it. Yeah. It's so good. I have not loved a book that much in a very long time. Like I'm obsessed yeah I'm obsessed the only book I I love that much is Akatar. I've never read it I don't know like why not I also have a copy I bought it I thought I was gonna better read it with a (laughs) a friend of mine and then and then she didn't start it and then I didn't start it and then is that but is that like the like the like highlight of every reader's life is that you bought a copy but you haven't read it (laughs) so many of them I have shelves full of books that I've yeah, never read I have read. a shelf I have a bookshelf with like and I separate my books by what I've read versus what I haven't read and so on what I haven't read I have way more mm, than yeah. what I have and I'm well, just like, and I keep adding to it <laughs> I'm pretty sure the only book the only books that I have a copy of that I've read is because I've read them and then I bought the paperback. Every yeah. time I buy a book, a physical copy, I don't read it. Yeah. <laughs> it's really annoying. And I and I think the only one that I did was for Twink. My sister bought it for me and she was like, because I had been talking about it and she was like, here, I bought it for you. And I was at home. I was in France. I didn't have any other paperback with me and I didn't want to be on my Kindle so I just sat down and opened it and then that was it I was gone for days yeah in this book (laughs) yeah I relate getting to talk with Lola probably was some of the most fun that I've had in quite some time Uh, I don't really get out much and I don't really do anything other than read um that's actually all I do 24 7 so getting the opportunity to talk with her was actually fantastic uh she's so funny and um you know I really enjoy getting to hear her story I enjoy getting to hear about how you know how her books were kind of created and and what inspired her to you know move from fan fiction to actually publishing books um and I'm so excited for all of her future books that are coming out and I mean, you know I'm going to have them on my TBR. I mean, without a doubt, 100%. She, every book she writes from the moment I discovered her onward will be on my TBR. Uh, it may take me months to read it because I have so many ARC obligations and, you know, different things that I don't actually get a chance to read the things I want to read that often. Um, but she will always be on my TBR and I'm hoping that after this episode, she'll be on your TBR too. Um, I'm hoping that this episode will convince more people to read Lola's books and discover her as an author and as a person. Uh, She, like I said, is one of the best people I've met in a long time, and I'm so glad that I got to talk with her, and really, truly, this interview has really changed things for me, 
and I can't wait to do my next deep dive and really truly if she wasn't an author and wasn't writing I would probably ask her to do every episode with me just because she's so fun and I just know that she would bring so much fun and light to this show and so you know I'm just so thankful that I got to do this episode with her and she's just so fun and I know that we got off topic a little bit you know discussing tv shows and stuff but the whole point of this episode was so that you guys could have a chance to discover an author you may not know, which is what the point of a deep dive is. Is I, I The whole point of my deep dive segment is I want to get down into these authors and them as people, not just the books that they write. I mean, obviously, this is a bookish podcast, and so we obviously do focus on the books, but this segment is so you can hopefully find an author that you enjoy and want to know more about and I and I want this segment to convince you to read someone's books based off of their personality basically and Lola has the personality of someone if I hadn't received one of her books as an arc and hadn't been talking with her for months and months and hadn't you know got to do this interview with her if I just listened to this podcast and, and you know, discovered her that way, I would still read her books because she's so funny. And I just know that if I, if I was one of you guys and I was just listening to this show, I would want to, um, I would want to read these books and, and, you know, get a little look at the author behind the, the, or the book behind the author. Not the author behind the book, the book behind the author. Um, and so this episode gives you guys the chance to know the author before the book. Um, and I feel like you don't get that enough. You know, a lot of times I don't discover an author until after I've read their book. And I don't want that to be the case with you guys. I want you to discover the author and then the book. Um, because I think it makes it more fun. And I think knowing the author... And knowing, you know, the things that they enjoy and, and kind of getting to listen to them talk about themselves a little bit. Um, and not who they are as an author. You know, it's just really fun. Um, and so, I really hope that you guys enjoy this episode. Um, it was so fun to record it. I loved my Zoom meeting with Lola. And I'm really excited for the next deep dive. It's going to be with Jocelyn Soto. Um... I've posted a teaser on my Instagram page. If you haven't um, seen seen that, go check it out. And I do plan to reshare that in the coming weeks. Um, that episode will come out on October the 8th. And the next episode will be out on Friday, um, this Friday at 6 p.m. Central Time. And we're going to discuss all of the daggum arcs that I've been reading that's why I've been so behind on posting an episode. It's because I've been trying to get caught up on these arcs because I wanted that to be my next episode topic. So, next next episode will be about all the um, arcs that I've been reading. I won't even get to cover all of them because I have others that I'm still reading that will be covered maybe later. Um, or I may just cover them on my blog. I'm not really sure. But... You will get to listen to me talk about the majority of the arcs that I've received recently. And, yeah, 
So if you enjoyed this episode, as always, share it with your friends, like, um, follow me on Instagram, follow Lola on Instagram, um, you know, check out her website, check out um, my TikTok, my blog, you know, reach out to me and give me your thoughts on this episode. Um, If there's an author that you would like for me to try to reach out to to get on the deep dive segment, just let me know. You can message me on Instagram and I would be glad to try to do that. I've got some great authors in the works and I've got some emails out to some different authors that I'm hoping I'll get to hear back from soon. And so if there's an author that you would like to see on this show, please just let me know. Um, and yeah, if you haven't read Lola's books, you might as well go ahead and go get them. You won't regret it. Um, Stoneview Stories and all of the other books that are, you know, kind of intertwined with the Stoneview world, uh, the North Shore series, Rose's Duet and others. Um, all of those books are kind of connected and they all kind of follow the same world. And so you should definitely look into those and yeah, um, So, yeah, just share this with your friends and reach out to me on Instagram. I can't wait to hear your guys' thoughts on the episode. I'm hoping that you guys will definitely look into Lola's books and, you know, read Stoneview and fall in love with her like I did because she's a phenomenal author and she deserves all of the love and support that we can give her as book readers. Um, So, yeah. Tune in for next week's episode on ARCs, and I can't wait to see you guys then. I can't wait to hopefully hear from you guys about potential authors, and I hope that you enjoyed this episode. And that's it for this week's episode of Surrey Spills. Mm-hmm.